This podcast was brought to you by Optus Stadium. Now taking orders for your next breakfast or lunch meeting. Good afternoon and welcome to At Close of Business, a daily podcast hosted by Business News. On today's episode of Our Close of Business, here journalist Matt McKenzie discuss the winners at this year's Inside Awards. But first, here's the news you need to know today. Three crew members with COVID-19-like symptoms on board a bulk carrier vessel from Singapore will be evacuated by WA health authorities when the ship berths at Fremantle Port today. During a press conference late yesterday, Premier Mark McGowan said that three of the 20 crew members on board the ship were symptomatic and on their way to WA. The ship left Singapore on July 18 bound for the port of Quinana and is understood to have spent a number of days in COVID-stricken Indonesia. It's understood the number of crew members reporting symptoms has since grown to eight, including the second officer who was described as being incredibly unwell. But the cases have not yet been confirmed as there is no testing capacity on the ship. Health authorities are expected to assist in the transfer of three of the crew members to Fiona Stanley Hospital by St John Ambulance in a COVID-19 dedicated vehicle and with the help of a special operations crew. The remaining 17 crew members will also undergo testing but will remain on the vessel. The ship is the fourth international vessel to arrive in WA waters with COVID positive crew members on board in the past month, the last of which was the BBC California, which is still docked at Fremantle Port. And Crown Resorts' lawyer has told the Perth Casino Royal Commission that the company has accepted its failings and is working to address its deficiencies as the second lot of hearings got underway today. The second phase of the inquiry will assess the suitability of the Perth Casino licensee, with the next witnesses due to be called from Wednesday. In the coming days, the Commission is expected to call a number of key witnesses, including Crown Resorts' director John Poynton, Burswood director Marina Fuster and Burswood's former director Tim Roberts. While the schedule has not yet been set in stone, Commissioner Neville Owen told the hearing the second phase of the inquiry would be conducted in four two-week blocks, the first of which would centre around the governance and operations of Crown Group's Perth entities, how they relate to the broader company structure and their interaction with the state's Gaming and Wagering Commission. Then the Commission will review matters outstanding from the May hearings, corporate governance and management issues affecting the suitability of the Perth entities and Crown Resorts and the remediation efforts underway by Crown and how they affect the local entities. The Commission hopes to complete the hearings by mid to late October, with closing statements by mid-December and responsive statements by mid-January next year. On Friday, the State Government granted the Commission a four-month extension on the delivery of its final report. The Commission had requested more time to produce the final report and to consider the findings and recommendations of the Victorian Royal Commission, which was also given a two-month extension on the delivery of its final report, which is now due in mid-October. And in mining news, Burgundy Diamond Mines has raised funds for a restart at its Ellendale mine in WA and expansion of its downstream capabilities. Burgundy says it has received commitments to raise $34.5 million from an unsecured convertible notes issue and $15.2 million from a placement priced at $0.24 cents per share. The company plans to restart operations at the past-producing Ellendale mine in WA, which it acquired from Gibb River Diamonds earlier this year. 
production is expected to resume in 2022. Burgundy will issue 34.5 million notes valued at a dollar each, with a three-year term to maturity and a 6% coupon rate. More than 63 million shares will be issued under the placement, with settlement expected to occur on July 30. Burgundy will use $13 million raised to expand its downstream business, $25 million to fund existing projects and $6 million to explore new business opportunities. Burgundy shares closed up at 9.6% today to trade at 28 cents. We'll be right back. We understand that business relies on being informed. That's why Business News is your most reliable source of news, industry insights and business connections. To stay fully informed, we encourage you to subscribe to our emails, flick through our magazine and visit businessnews.com.au for daily news updates. It's the best way to ensure you have the information you need to be future ready. Business News. More news, more insights, more connections. Matt, you made an appearance at the Insight Awards on Friday night. Business News, of course, is a media partner of those events. Can you give me a bit of insight into the Insight Awards? Yeah, thanks, Jordan. So I guess it's all about acknowledging and celebrating some of the tech success stories in WA. Um, And the biggest one that got the most celebration uh, is a new business called Avicenna or Avicenna Systems. Uh, Apologies for the pronunciation there. It's founded by Paul Ostergaard, uh, who you might know from Norwood Systems, co-founded by Paul Watt, who was Telethon Kids Institute, a director at Telethon Kids Institute. Now he's serving as executive chair. The third co-founder is Tony Fitzgerald. He's managing director. Uh, And the three of them have developed or are developing a business which is all about fighting COVID or helping the fight against COVID by rapidly testing samples uh, to see if people are COVID positive. And if you want to have a a world where particularly Australia is able to, you know, you're able to get on a flight again and where the borders are open, you're able to interact with the world and move around. Uh, rapid testing en masse is going to be so important for that. Uh, and so they can do about 100,000 or almost 100,000 samples a day with their system. Um, and if you roll out a few units uh, at an airport, you could potentially start to swab through or sample um, all the people coming in and out of the airport, which is going to help us get track of or keep control of COVID and stop the spread because it's an international travel that's a very big thing. And I understand the the basis of the technology actually came from when uh, Paul Ostergaard was working at Alcoa about three decades ago doing uh, sampling for the um, for the refinery. So uh, quite cool developing here in WA. Still a bit of work to go before it's uh, rolled out around the world, but very interesting technology. Mm, absolutely. But there were some other big winners as well. Can you tell me about them? Uh, well, I want to note Rio Tinto, which was runner-up almost, if you like. It was given merit awards in two of those same categories, Transformative Solutions and Industry Project of the Year, for the Auto Hall Autonomous Rail Network, the world's first, as I understand it, autonomous freight rail uh, network, and it was the first autonomous rail network in Australia. It beat the Sydney Metro by a few months. Um, and this is a, a fascinating story. It was a 10-year project, very, very significant from investment from Rio Tinto, um, driverless trains. Um, and it's a big massive West Australian success story. The idea is obviously it helps move the um, iron ore to port just that little bit faster and those efficiency gains are very, very important for um, the company. Uh, It also improves the safety significantly. So that's one that's really worth noting because it's, I think, 
it might be a famous story here in WA, but perhaps not as well known around the world that uh, we have autonomous trains operating here in our state very successfully. Um, some others that, that are particularly worth noting uh, in terms of companies, one called VIX Technology, which is uh, involved in transport networks. It's been doing it for decades. It was the company of the year, uh, the Dr. Mal Bryce uh, company of the year. Uh, they've developed ticketing uh, systems for locations such as Hong Kong and Stockholm. So if you've ever been to Hong Kong and used the Octopus card, um, VIX is um, involved in the technology for that. Uh, East Metropolitan Health Service, which was a government, uh, government organisation, uh, they won an award for a COVID-19 assessment app. So quite a few um, uh, different parts of the economy there, you know, a government, some private sector businesses, uh, and it's just showing that uh, WA has some inspirational ideas. And there were some notable individuals who were honoured on the night as well. Can you tell me about them? Yeah, so uh, the Achiever of the Year was Atomic Sky Managing Partner Peter Rostdeutscher. And he's obviously very well known in the startup community, involved in you know, a, a huge range of programs, uh, whether they be accelerators or um, supporting co-working spaces, developing co-working spaces. Uh, so he's very well known. Uh, and then there was the Entrepreneur of the Year, which is Charlie Gunningham, uh, who uh, was has been well known, I think, uh, again around town. He was a chief executive of Business News for many years, but also he's been a big contributor in the tech sector too. He had his own very successful startup. Uh, he has worked at Business News. Uh, he worked in the uh, accelerating commercialization grant space for the federal government um, and also is a big advocate for the tech sector here in WA, um, similar to the Achiever of the Year, Mr. Rostdeutscher. So a couple of well-known names there and some companies, some of which are new, some of which are well-known, uh, but a great smorgasbord showing some of the talent in WA. Absolutely. And uh, Charlie, I think anyone who's met him will know he's a tireless advocate for the sector, so it's good to see him on it as well. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Jordan. This podcast was brought to you by Optus Stadium. Now taking orders for your next breakfast or lunch meeting. If you like what you've heard, head to our Spotify page to like and subscribe. New episodes of At Close of Business are available every day in time for our afternoon wrap. I'm Jordan Murray. See you tomorrow.